to the Chris and Sam podcast. Pull up a bar stool and join us for a random conversation, guaranteed to make you think or your money back. Hello and welcome to episode 447 of the Chris and Sam podcast. I'm Chris. And I'm Sam. Welcome along to your weekly fix of randomness, technology and life and dealing with the things that life throws at you. Such as having to re-record a podcast episode. <laughs> no. We're gonna we're gonna do this so fresh you won't be able to tell. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Uh yeah. So um I'm gonna kick us off with uh a, a, my own personal take on a huge tragedy, because you know, that's that's how I do things. That is what everybody wants to hear. <laughs> we can't wait. What is it, Chris? So Morocco. Morocco the Moroccan uh earthquake. It's 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 appalling. It's it's really bad. So I believe it was six point eight um on the Richter scale, so that's pretty big. I'm sure we have bigger ones here, but whatever. Um and uh but it's the biggest they've had in a hundred years there, right? Yes, and yes, yes. And it's, it was centered around Marrakesh. Now I visited Marrakesh once, uh, early nineties, but I stayed in, I lived in Tangiers for a month or so, um, staying with the family there. And, and the reason I'm, I'm even bringing this up because if you see the f- images, it's just absolute devastation. It's just, it looks like a tip, like the, <laughs> the, um, the drones going over a tip or something. It's, 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 Absolutely devastated. And the reason for it is when I, when I was living there, um, after the work day's done, everybody have their food. You'd, you'd go for a walk or whatever. We, we'd go to a cafe. Yeah. Cause you don't have alcohol much in the Muslim country. And, um, and there would be mum, dad and the kids up on the roof of their building because they're flat brick buildings. Yeah. 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 Um, the kids would be mixing cement and mum would be hauling the bricks over and dad would be slapping the bricks together and building another floor on the house. Um, usually because mum's pregnant. Um, and <laughs> got to add those but, bedrooms. <laughs> yeah. And, and, but that was, that was it. Like there's no built construction rules no. or anything. It was just, you just throw bricks on top of each other and, um, build, build more property. So it doesn't help them, does it, when something like that happens? No, no. I think, you know, it, it's, there's definitely very little structure and very little um, control. There's no regulation that I, I know of, anyway. So I have looked up the two Christchurch earthquakes. The first one was 7.1, and then the one that did all the damage was uh, 6.3. Oh, okay. So It's the uh, depth. So this, I don't know what the depth of this Moroccan one was. It could have been super shallow. Yeah, good question. And, and I didn't I, think about that. No, um, I didn't. Not yeah. that we've spoken about this previously or anything. Hey, um, yesterday, uh, a very well-dressed bearded man rushed at me on an electric scooter. <laughs> um, but it was Quentin coming to say hi. I was in town dropping off colouring in competitions to the uh, Hamilton City Council that finishes tomorrow. And yeah, um, yeah he comes said hi and uh, scooted along next to us as we walked to our car. It was good oh, to nice. see him. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah, Because yeah. he's oh, it- he's right in there. So his his office is right there on the corner there. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh I was on a bit of a rush. Uh would have been great to catch up a bit more with him, so we might have to sort that out. But um yeah, it was good. Cool, cool. All right. Well, shout out to Quentin because he, he listens to all of these. He's uh, a diehard listener, fan, diehard fan. 
Yep. Yep. Absolutely. Uh, cool. 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 I, I've got um, a, an interesting one I wanted to talk about. Um, have you heard of Herculaneum Scrolls or the Herculaneum Scrolls? No, it sounds really weird. Um, it does, eh? And, and I think it's, I don't know if it's a, a named after a place. I, I okay. assume it is, but it's, um, yeah, it's in the Mediterranean type thing. And um, what these scrolls were, uh, they, they were buried under uh, an ash flow thing. So there was a, a an eruption. Yeah. Um, you know, the whole village or whatever it was was buried and they found all these scrolls. I think like a thousand of them or whatever. Mm. So 20 years ago, this guy goes, I reckon we can work out how to read some of these damaged scrolls. How would um, you even start? Like 20 years ago, you're like, hang know, on, you know what? I know. Well, they had x-rays and I think that was what he was looking at. So he started I, and there's a video. I'll, we'll share the link to the video. Um, that's, that's why it's sort of, I've watched it before, but it's hard. I didn't take notes. So we'll go through it. But he started off with these, um, scrolls like the Dead Sea Scrolls. They weren't exactly the Dead Sea Scrolls. It does say in the video, but I can't remember now. Um, okay. they were on animal, um, skins. Yeah. Um, and they were the, the ink they used had quite a lot of metal in it. I don't know. It didn't say what sort of metal, but. Mercury. Metal, Metallic ink. Yeah. Um, and, uh, so they x-rayed it and they could see it. And basically what he did was create a, a, a program, a, a software that would take the x-ray and unfill the scroll so you could read it. Yeah. Right? That makes sense. And it works. Like, yeah. It works. And it's like, cool. This is really good. So then he started on these Herculaneum scrolls. Well, the Herculaneum scrolls, they are carbonized. They were virus scrolls, um, and they were written on with pretty much charcoal, I think, or something similar. And so it's charcoal on charcoal now because they got, you know, buried in this uh, volcanic eruption, pressed down with weight. And they look, if you look at the video, they look like um, long briquettes. They just. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, exactly. (laughs) If you said, what's this? I'd be like, I don't know. Yeah. And, but they know they're scrolls. And so anyway, he's, he's worked it out and it's finally, he's getting some of these things written. So they started, it was a lot harder than the other one, mainly because it's everything's carbon based. There's yeah. no metallic ink or whatever and no animal skin. It's really carbon based. Um, but they did manage to fine tune it and work out what the ink was and all the rest of it. And they could unscroll it. But what happened that really had a breakthrough was I think 2019. AI just allowed them to, you know, like figure out what the te- what was text and what wasn't, yeah, and do that a lot quicker. So yeah, so they they started doing that. I just thought it was really fascinating. It was really cool. But we don't know if they've got anything interesting from these scrolls. Eh? Like they could just hey, be the that video was all about the um, engineering problem they solved to actually get the stuff. They didn't say a word about what was on the scrolls. So it could, it could just be junk. But <laughs> who knows. Who knows? But yeah, we, we, I, I did think it was interesting because, um, they said at one point that it sort of flips the, um, the perception around because they would have said, Oh, if they had looked after these, um, properly, we'd be able to see the scrolls. But the reality is if they were trying to keep them, you know, dry and all the rest of it. Yeah. At this age, they would just fall apart. 
Yeah, the only yeah. reason we've still got them is because they're carbonized, which was originally not thought that you'd ever get anything out of them, but now you can. And uh, Carl mentioned it because uh, it was Lana that brought this whole, um, showed us this um, video. Um, we're having a bit of a discussion at work. And yeah, and Carl says, yeah, it's like we think of the, you know, digital record we're leaving, this podcast, for example. That's right. Is forever. Of um, course. But it's maybe not as robust as a lump of charcoal. So analog uh, in some ways will last longer. Okay, maybe analog's the key for the podcast, and we should be... Um... Do you want the next issue in vinyl, people? Let us know. <laughs> That's right, it's making a comeback. <laughs> hey, um, I saw this thing, and uh, it says how a Kiwi inventor built the first computer. And I think it's a clickbait headline, because there's comments saying, no, Babbage did it way before this guy, right? Yeah. But this guy... Um, I never heard of this before, and I thought it was amazing. This guy, um, it was built by a Kiwi engineer in 1913, and he graduated from the University of Canterbury, and he made this giant room full of cogs and pulleys and rope and stuff, and it was to um, tallying... Oh. Okay, the very first one, was to help tally votes in a local election. Right. Oh, hang on. It's a mechanical adding machine. Yes. So, okay. So he built it. Western Australia didn't want to trust democracy to this mere machine. But (laughs) the actual early adopter was the horse racing industry and Ellerslie Racecourse. And um, the building that housed this giant machine is still there. You can see it from the Southern Motorway, apparently. And this thing um, tracked all the bets. And it was tracking 30 horses at a time. And it had, on the front, it had all these dials that were turning. And it could deal with as many people pushing and pulling the levers, um, you know, as, as as fast as it could, which is pretty cool. Um, yeah, that's, that, that's impressive, particularly for that time. That, that must have been amazing. Yeah, and the and the really interesting thing here was I didn't realize, but it was called the Totalizator machine, and um, it opened up race, horse racing from super rich people to pretty much everyday Kiwis could do it, like because yeah. they could work it out. Totalizator sounds familiar, and um, yeah, because the Totalizator agency board then became the TAB, and oh, I always nice. wondered what TAB stood for. It sounds yeah. like a quiz question. Yeah, it absolutely does. It does. It does. Yeah, no, because I knew it was totalize. To- I thought it was totalizer, but yeah, it might be totalizator. Because um, yeah, I did some training obviously on that when I worked at the pub. Um, we had a TAB, and I'm sure the manual had that on on the front of it. Yeah. So, hmm. at 1924, Auckland Star reported that the Labor government tried to introduce a bill to ban this. They wanted to ban the totalizator. But by then it had taken hold and they said it just made things a lot better because it made things fairer. Like people weren't ripping things off because the machine was doing all the calculating. Yeah. Um, so how many places was it in, in New Zealand or whatever? It sounds like it was only in the one Ellerslie race course because oh, when okay. you, when you see it, 
it's like a giant warehouse, like a huge building just to hold some dials and stuff. Yeah, but and then but, he went but then he left and went to Australia and then I don't know what happened to this guy. Like this story doesn't talk about what else he did. He must have done other things. It did say he um oh, I, I will say he did install it across 29 other countries. So in New Zealand I think we had the one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But that's that's impressive. They, but they the pl- have like, a lot of money. Like the plans for it like must have been pretty intricate cuz Holy crap. Yeah, yeah. I, I, it just made me think that, um, you know, engineering compared to like software engineering today. Yeah. A, a software engineer would be looking at a line of code. He'd be looking at the shape or, or gearing of a cog. Oh, we need to change that cog slightly because it's going a little bit too fast. And if we, you know, put one more tooth, I don't know how cogs work. Uh, one more tooth in there, it'll work properly or whatever, you know? Yeah, yeah, no, it'll be, yeah, it, it's, it's, I don't know. I thought it was pretty amazing. I hadn't, hadn't come incredible. across it before. So, yeah. Man. Oh, the other, the other yeah. thing I saw this week, uh, have you seen the orangutan, um, getting rid of a possum out of its <laughs> enclosure? <laughs> I have now. <laughs> That's right. So in Perth, this orangutan climbs a pole and it's got a basket that it wants to sleep in, which is its bed. And there's a possum there. So it prods it with a stick for a while, and then these people are videoing that, and then you sort of see it disappear, but then you just see a possum fly across the screen and land outside <laughs> of the enclosure. It's great. I love it. I've watched it multiple times. It brings me joy. <laughs> yeah, that that possum flew, man. <laughs> and uh, apparently the possum scurried away after it landed, or... That's what they're telling us. And in reality, it just died. <laughs> I don't know. Who knows? I actually, I was thinking about that. Um, <clears throat> I used to work in forestry a while, like years ago. And uh, when I was training to do some other stuff, we went out and they had a mechanical harvester. And now a mechanical harvester is like a giant excavator, but on the end of the arm is a big claw with a chainsaw. And it grabs the tree and it cuts the tree. It'll lay it down. And then it pulls the tree through it and delimbs it all in one go. And these machines can clear huge amounts of land. And, um, yeah, the guy was there once and he's like, oh, sometimes you just see a possum in the tree and they grab it and they just shake the tree and then the possum goes flying. Just reminded me. <laughs> oh, okay. All right. Well, it's better than putting it through the machine, I guess. Oh, uh, yeah. No, no. They'd jump off before then. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so did you hear... Uh, <laughs> I, I sound like I'm laughing at something tragic, which isn't like me at all. But did you hear about UK's chapel mass murder? No. What, what happened there? A chapel mass murder? Yeah, no, it did nothing happen, really. Um, oh. oh, hang on. Oh, my computer's so slow. I click on something. I'm just going to wait for it to open now. Maybe causing some of the problems we had earlier today. Absolutely. All right. So. <laughs> this cracked me up because it's it was in a it was a yoga thing. Yeah, so I'll, I'll go to the quote where this woman says, um, "The 22 year old teacher said she was teaching seven students at the Seascape Cafe, which is inside a building, but it's got it's like got big glass windows. Yeah, yeah, okay, glass and steel type building. Um, she did notice two dog walkers peering closely through the glass during the shavasana or relaxation stage of the class." So this is, quote, 
they're the students. They're yep. laying down with blankets over them. Their eyes are closed. It's very dark in there. Oh, uh, they've got and, blankets on them. Yeah. I just had candles and little tea lights lit the whole room, and yeah. I was walking around playing my drum. I had a nice floaty top on with some large bell sleeves. Think hippie. Yeah. Um, yeah, and a couple with some dogs just came up to the window. I have a look in, but they walked off really quickly. I didn't think anything of it. Um, I don't. I didn't know until after we left that these people phoned in saying that there was a mass murderer. They were wearing a robe and they were walking all over the people, and it looked like some kind of ritual that the people on the floor were actually dead. <laughs> I mean, okay. I from, I, and then she says, I guess from the outside view, it could look like that because they're all really still and very nice and relaxed. If they had blankets on them, though, wouldn't I? I'd be like, oh, I wonder why they're sleeping in there. I don't think I'd go to mass murder. Yeah. But yeah. I guess it's good that they contacted the police. They could check it out. Who knows? Um, stranger thing has happened, I guess. Yeah, yeah. So um, they would say here, thank you to the Lincolnshire police for their prompt response. I, I can't imagine for one moment what it would have been like going through their minds on the way. But can you imagine if, if they actually got there really quick? And you're in your yoga, and you're all quiet, and these guys running the AO defender squad basically yeah. running machine guns. It's like, what the hell? Yeah, it must be pretty full on. I'm guessing. I'm not sure. I, it's I hard to say. I don't know how they'd react to that one. Uh, good. The then. police confirmed that that was um, the call was made with good intentions. Um, and yeah, that's that's uh, good. And that yeah, yeah. No, it's all good. It's all good, but yeah, I wouldn't have. Uh, I don't know. I don't know. It's hard to say what I'd think. <laughs> uh, uh, speaking of random stuff again, and, and we've talked about this guy before. I think the Florida man strikes. We, we think we have. Uh, there's a yes. Yeah. So this is the this guy's um, trying to cross the Atlantic in a hamster wheel, and I do vaguely remember you saying something about a hamster wheel or whatever. This is a good photo of it because I don't think I've seen this photo before. Um, but I'm just like, does this guy not have any clue how f- big the freaking Atlantic Ocean is? So, yeah, I don't know. There's a documentary about him. Um, All right. Uh, that Vice did. It's on YouTube. We'll link to it in the show notes. It's very interesting. And I think the more you watch it and the more you think about it, I think he has some sort of mental issue. I'm pretty sure he because I, I think the Coast Guard said, we're not going to save you another time, and if you do it, we will send you to jail. Because this is his, I don't know, fourth or fifth attempt. And they take his they take his thing, the hamster wheel thing, they take it off him. So he has to build this from scratch every time, I think. Yeah, yeah, because it does say he's, he's facing federal criminal charges. And if my internet would work... Or my computer would work. Maybe my computer's just dying. Um, he said, oh, a court filing said that Bellucci was armed with two knives and threatened to use a bomb to blow himself up. Later, he told them there was no bomb. So. Yeah. I mean, that's. He's, um, he's nuts. He's, he's nuts. nuts. That's Flor- nuts. Florida man. Florida man. You know who else is nuts? Who? People who wouldn't wouldn't be willing to change their name for for a lifetime supply of Subway because we've decided that would be a good idea. Now I'm sure we talked about this before when it first happened, um, which was only a few weeks ago. But I think we had a little mention of it. Yeah, changing, so any, I don't any, think it's that. It's not 
it's easy. Change your name. Yeah, you legally, just, legally change your name. You what don't. You could still call yourself your name. You don't introduce yourself as, "Hey, I'm Subway Meatball." You could go, "Hey, I'm Sam." But if you had to fill out a form, you write Subway Meatball. Like, yeah, yeah. And you get free Subway. I think it. I, I, I mean, I'm sure they've got publicity from it because we are talking about it. But, so yeah. So within 96 hours, they had 10. Oh, I think it's one of the better um, publicity stunts ever because it cost them what? Nothing. All they're doing is paying for your legal expense of changing your name. <laughs> That's they're going to cover those legal costs. What's that? Twenty five dollars? I don't know. <laughs> plus, plus, you know who's going to like be annoyed with it is the franchisee owner. That lives near the dude or people, whoever is doing it, because that's why head office did it. Head office doesn't care. Oh yeah, but they'll probably. I bet, put, I bet, I bet you the, he can uh, claim that back from head I, office. Somewhere. There'll be some rules though. It'll be like once or so many times per week. Yeah, because it's only one guy, right? They're only picking one winner. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. So God, it's so so such a cheap promo. Such a cheap promo. The more you think about it, it's just yeah, it's crazy. Uh, oh, you use that word. You use that word crazy. Yeah. So here's the craziest thing I've heard about this week. Like, if you live in the States, you want to be able to take your gun with you wherever you go, right? Yeah, of course. Why wouldn't you? No, it's my Fourth Amendment, Fifth Amendment, some amendment, right? It's one of them. Yeah, which, by the way, Americans, amendment means a change. So it wasn't the original constitution. It was a change. But anyway, uh, so anyway, this woman, uh, in the, uh, went to the White Sox game. Okay. And reportedly snuck a weapon in a gun by hiding it in her fat folds. What? <laughs> okay. <laughs> because, you know, I'm going to a stadium. There might be trouble. I'd better be armed. I makes that alone. That alone makes no sense. But but what happened was, and she was lucky. I think everybody was lucky. It looks like she bent over to pick up something, or or, or so sitting in a chair at the time because there's video of it, and the gun goes off. Still what? in the folds of fat. Oh no! And uh, I don't think anybody was hurt. People were like, "Was it a gunshot? Was that a gunshot? What's going on?" Yeah. And, um, She's uh, bleeding because it came out of her stomach. Like, it, oh my gosh, it must That's be, mental. Yeah, it, it's just it's just the dumbest thing ever. Um, but yeah, uh, it's funny though because it, maybe it's a really small gun. Um, oh, maybe yeah. Okay. On the video, it, it you know there's these people suddenly looking around, going looking what what's happening, and then they all turn around and start start. Um, looking you know helping this woman um but yeah i couldn't even figure out which woman it was like because the the video is a bit far away but um it's like oh it's the randomest thing uh talking about uh and and, and she um went through um a metal detector with this thing Uh, yeah but i think i I was thinking about that if she goes through a metal detector and she's got they're like take all her bags and stuff or search all that. And she goes, I've got nothing else on. And she could just go, Oh, it's the wire from my bra. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Cause that's what happens at the airport. And then that's when they chuck you in the full body rotating scanny thing. Um, and they're not going to do that at a sports game. They'll just have a generic, you know, walk through yeah. one. 
I yeah, think. wand or whatever. Yeah, I, maybe. I, I still like the the my suggestion is that she goes, it's my belly button ring. Do you want to see it? And they're like, oh, no, no, you can go through. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> so stick sticking with America, um, yeah. a spicy chip challenge has had to be halted. Some company, which I can't pronounce the name of, P-A-Q-U-I, Paki, Pakwawi, I don't know. Anyway, they made a chip. Somebody there made a spicy chip, and it's one chip. It looks like a corn chip, and it comes in a little box in the shape of a coffin, and it's a one-chip challenge. It'll cost you $10. That's the best thing I've ever heard of in my life, $10 to buy one chip. And the challenge is you eat the spicy chip and you see how long you can last without having any liquid or any more food because this thing's so spicy is the gist of it. Um, and some of these people have said, yep, it's pretty spicy. Um, and they've basically had cramps and diarrhea the whole next day. And this 12 year old brought one. He threw it away. His parents found it, said, get rid of it, threw it away. Um, and then I think his sister found it and then took it to school. He ate it and he was a keen basketball or sports fan. Um, there's photos of him playing basketball and stuff. Anyway, he died. Damn. So. Yeah. Um, my ex-wife and I went through a phase and it took us about a year, I think. We just started building up the spot. Do you discuss this or do you just, are you doing it as you go? We we were both training all the time. We were quite competitive. Okay. So I think that had a I, I just had a big part of our whole relationship. I just had a thought. I just had a thought. <laughs> I'm looking forward to hearing her podcast. <laughs> yeah, it wouldn't be flattering about me, I'm sure. Um so So you're doing all the spicy food with her. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And and we it it just got because um the spicy food releases an endorphin mm. oh, i've heard that yeah so you need a higher spice to release the endorphins it's like any addiction yes because so, you build so you, up a tolerance yeah because exactly you build up a tolerance so we got hotter and hotter and hotter because it's not really doing it for us anymore and we'd, we'd bump it up and i think over the course of i don't know maybe a year we'd have somebody around and they could not eat the food that we put in front of them i mean yeah. we could barely eat it to be fair we were sweating copiously as we we're eating it so um we ended up knocking it making we had a discussion we knocked it on the head and, and went cold turkey for a bit and then we went slowly up a bit and just left it there and didn't uh get competitive about it after that but yeah yeah uh, that's crazy yeah, yeah yeah it's weird um have you heard about these because i just want to mention this because it's just weird i well, i don't know i think it's weird um, the Beyonce tickets. So she's been selling tickets to um, some of her latest tour. Okay. That are listen only tickets. And uh, okay. looking at the tweets and stuff, these listen only tickets go from anywhere from around $50 to up to like $250. Yeah. So tickets where the view's obstructed. And um. It, it, probably quite badly obstructed like they can't see a screen they can't see the stage by the okay so they might be behind a big speaker stack or i don't know how i feel about it i don't know i mean on yeah on one hand you save a bunch of money 
and you're still in the atmosphere and you still hear the live performance, but you're not seeing it. Is the, are these seats for blind people? I was going to say that would be the perfect thing, right? If you're blind or, or visually impaired. Yeah. Yeah. I'll be buying those tickets because <laughs> I wouldn't know the difference, <laughs> but it's up to like, it, like it, it's down to the venue, isn't it? Because the venue placed their seating. And I know this happens in Spark Arena. There's some with obstructed view. I don't think it's super bad, but they're right on the edge next to concrete pillars. Yeah, yeah. But they still put seats there, like, because they want to try and sell these seats. Yeah. I don't know. Uh, there's a, there's a story here saying people, people have been moaning about, it. Hey, I'm going to, I'm going to finish with this one thing. Okay. Um, so I, the, it's an AI image upgrade. So this, this story is, it's the bite. Um, we'll link to it, but, and there's not a lot to it, but she, she put in her, um, a, a headshot and said, can you improve it for like, you know, LinkedIn or whatever? Yeah. And, and it made her white with blue eyes. She's wow. Like, <laughs> nah, and there's yeah. the two photos next to each other. It's like, okay. Oh, whoa. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah. That's right. It went viral. Um, okay. Yeah, I, yeah, but that's, uh, yeah, okay. It's crazy how it's it did just, that. It's just going to happen though, right? Because that's what it's been trained on. It's been yes, trained in, that's in true. Silicon Valley, right? So but, it's been trained on. But there's been a bit of a talk about how the AI or chat GPT, uh, especially is sort of the users of coming down to whatever they think the actual users are going to be now so a lot more people aren't using it and a lot of the results now are getting worse apparently um yeah Mm, yeah so and it's because it's just got so much more data coming in um and there's a really i'll tell you what my first million the latest episode uh he talks to um the founder or ex-founder because he's just left of twitch who used to be his boss oh yeah michael Michael something not at all not at all that's the boss of bebo um yeah that's who i'm thinking of sorry no no his boss uh the guy from twitch has got an interesting name anyway he has his take on ai and how potentially ai could take over the world and be a lot worse than nuclear weapons and he explains it really well and it's not like fear mongering or anything. He's just saying like, you know, it'd be pretty good because he goes, the way you got to think about it, AI potentially is just going to be a new species and hopefully they look after us. Anyway, uh, I'm not doing that podcast justice. You should check it out. Um, he's got a very interesting way to look at the world. Yeah. Cause the last time you said, Oh, and the latest, um, my first million, there's something I've forgotten what it was now. And I watched the latest one. It wasn't on that at all. So I'm oh. like, it must have been the one before it or something, and I haven't got to it. So um, you might have to put the link in the show notes for, for that. Yes, I'll do that. Okay. So uh, that rounds out episode whatever we're at, um, <laughs> version two. If this doesn't come through, I'm going to lose my mind. Oh, um, yeah, you too. We, we won't be doing it. We'll just do a, we'll just do a social media post. Um, yeah. <laughs> Yes, yeah, so uh, I am getting ready for pumpkin season next uh, month, but I've got some seeds started now to test. I picked up some mushroom compost today from a place I can't tell you about, and I got some product that's made from mushed up insects. Um, insect frass <laughs> is what it's called. 
freeze-dried crickets and soldier fly black soldier fly larvae, I think it is. Anyway, I've already put that into the pumpkin patch. I've been doing that in between podcast recordings. And uh, yeah, we'll see how it goes. Cool, cool. Um, so I have got, uh, on the Sunday that this comes out at the media, I'm back on, uh, combat, um, improv combat, improv combat. Yeah, improv yeah. combat. Uh, sorry, <laughs> going blank. Plus my, uh, computer's gl- glitching. So hopefully this works. Anyway, uh, improv combat. So yeah, come along. We won our last, uh, uh, bout, which was two weeks ago. And so we want to see if we can keep that winning streak. Uh, we've had the messages flying through this this morning about what sort of game we might be playing and stuff. So, uh, yeah, come along. It's only 15 bucks. It's a good laugh. Uh, and yeah, good entertainment for an hour or two. So yeah, come along. Yeah. Sounds great. Uh, so until next time, I'm Sam. I'm Chris. See ya. Bye. Hope you enjoy the show. Make sure to subscribe and we'll catch you next week. Don't forget to tell your friend.